Hey, hello and welcome to the Right Room Podcast. My name is Rupin Paul and you're listening to episode number 12. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I'm in conversation with Vamsidhar Bhogaraju, who's one of the funniest guests that I've had on this podcast. And he's just a funny man all around, be it on stage or off stage. And apart from all of this, he's a, apart from being a comedian, that is, he's a dialogue writer, he's an upcoming director. He's worked on films like Humble Politician Nagaraj, which released across the world and is on Amazon Prime right now. And I'm so happy I had a conversation with him in my house and we talked about a couple of things. We talked about films, we talked about acting, we talked about comedy and we talked about a lot about family. So this is a great podcast. I hope you guys have a fun listen. This is episode 12 of the Right Room Podcast. <laughs> Wow, you make notes where I can't. <laughs> I have what will you make notes to. of? If I shared the questions with me earlier, I'd come with good answers. This is not some question paper or something. <laughs> anyway, hello and welcome to the Right Room Podcast. Today, I'm in conversation with my most famous guest yet on the podcast. The very funny, the hilarious Vamsidhar Bhogaraju. Yay! <laughs> That's all I wanted you to say. <laughs> Who is a comedian, actor, dialogue writer, screenwriter, uh, director... upcoming director yeah. f- uh, fil- upcoming film star is there anything else i'm leaving out otherwise don't tell me i didn't great introduce you being. great human being that is the <laughs> one thing which he has told by himself i don't know and of course seasoned veteran alcoholic oh yes <laughs> who has come to my house sober today <laughs> i can see you're sober right today you've not had yeah <laughs> oh, maybe <laughs> oh which means that he might have had like his i had lunch bro this to be wink wink <laughs> <laughs> but um, but great thank you so much for doing my podcast man hey my pleasure dude yeah anyway no one's going to listen to this so hey no no there are 40 <laughs> people are listen to it dude damn 40 <laughs> comics are there in bangalore 40 people are listen to it and judge you <laughs> but great uh, yeah. great so i just want to find out uh, you have been doing comedy now how many years has it been 5 years now 5 years since uh, since you uh, so how many years has it been since you quit your job also uh, it's been 3 years since i quit my job So two years into comedy, full conference, you're like, now I can... Oh, yeah, yeah. In fact, my very first show, <laughs> like, the first time I ever stepped on stage, like, I thought I'm India's best comic. <laughs> <laughs> Then next day, I went for an open mic and I ate shit, so... <laughs> <laughs> Where was the first time you stepped on stage? Uh, it was uh, this competition called uh, uh, Punchline Bangalore. Okay. And, uh, yeah, of course, Kanan went on to win it. Right, and also went on to do many more things in life. Shut up, Rudy. Well, I'm still doing open mics. What crap? <laughs> <laughs> But you're just back. Uh, I think when when did you? Uh, was this your first film, Humble Politician Nagaraj? Of uh, so I've acted in one film that never released, but it just. But it was a feature film. It was a feature film which Instead. did a festival circuit. and uh, became the only indian entry to some iran film festival or some thing like that ha. i a small cameo i played the role of a salesman ha and which is something which i've done in real life also which is also what i've done in real life yeah, yeah. i forgot to introduce as lingerie salesman shit i was not a salesman for lingerie i was the head of marketing oh i'm like, sorry so please don't sorry try. dude like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll just edit that out <laughs> yeah so you played a cameo as a salesman in this uh, film yeah it was called churukumara right. and then humble politician was my uh, first real experience in filmmaking right. because i joined as a dialogue writer but over the course of the film uh, quite a few people kind of quit their roles the assistant directors okay so i kind of had to step in for like three different departments and then they decided to make a designation called project head which does not exist in the film industry right so, so what is a project head uh so if 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 i'd actually come in like way earlier during the scripting process and you know when they were 
thinking of what to do with the film i probably would have been a co-director okay right but okay. then because i came in much later uh and i actually kind of had to take up jobs as in when they were opening up <laughs> he just decided to call it project head so so basically you had like some thousand jobs you'd be like oh no we need a title for him <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that's great but how so how long did you guys shoot for uh it was a 60 day schedule but shot like almost over 6 months yeah but you were involved like pre production yeah i was there f- yeah so i worked on it for exactly one whole year in right. fact 13 months Th- 13 months that's yeah. a long time and i think by this time you had quit like all other commitments in your yeah i quit uh, of course i couldn't take up comedy uh, because uh, yeah i just couldn't i didn't have the time or the bandwidth right and uh, so the 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 negative of that is that a lot of people when they called me i'd uh, you know i'd passed on the shows to others saying that i'm busy with something and they all thought i actually have quit comedy right and then so like recently i got a call from an event manager saying can you recommend some comics and like uh, <laughs> me i was like yeah me i'm a comic he like but no you have quit i like who told you he said you told me <laughs> like no bro <laughs> don't misunderstand like that <laughs> but yeah. great so this was this like a uh, i know you what is the first film that you're working on apart from being an actor yeah i also acted but then i i did a lot of behind the camera work that was a very stressful 13 months was it was it a stressful 13 months or i i could be it, wrong i was it like a fun stressful It's fun stress. I I love being on set actually. So right. but uh, uh there's a lot of work that goes in into into filmmaking. Mm. Uh while everybody says that it's only when you do it do you realize what do you mean by there's a lot of work in filmmaking. So hmm. so maybe when I when I if I just tell you oh there's a lot of work bro you're like yeah yeah there's a lot of work in life also. <laughs> but you know like <laughs> even though I'm unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah it's it's a lot of work right but how did you get into uh, films like did you, because i know this hmm. that though you're great at comedy you prefer films like you would rather kill it at films you have to have this conversation with me you rather yeah. kill it at films than at comedy so yeah. how did you like get into um, that space i i don't okay so actually as a kid uh, i was watching i think the movie sharabi or something and i told my dad i want to be amitabh bachchan and <laughs> not even actor yeah no, no <laughs> exactly that, that's what my dad said my dad said if you want to be an actor be an actor why do you want to be amitabh bachchan and <laughs> i was like oh yeah you make sense bro you know and then yeah and then in school i was dicking around with your mono acting and fancy dress and all that <laughs> and I, i would i would kind of win and then i was like uh, but then i never knew how to get into theater right uh, because i th- i thought like you need to be some, you know some like some something like, like, exactly. or something when, when, when you're on the other side you always think that oh my god like how these guys do theater and all that so <laughs> I, i i didn't know how to get into it and that's why i actually got into comedy because i thought that will help you into uh, that yeah somebody will see me acting do, doing my act outs on stage uh-huh. and be like oh, okay this guy why don't we try and cast him in a in a film in a play uh, or, or in a uh, film yeah and which actually happened because right. that's how underdog entertainment saw me perform and they were like why don't you come and uh act in a play and right. then uh that's when anish who's now my partner correct uh, practically uh he was <laughs> casting for yeah. a short film right and he came looking for actors uh, you know at a theater place correct and then he found me and then i kind of partnered i mean i ended up acting in his short film mm-hmm. and over the course of acting i actually kind of helped out with a lot of production work and that's correct. when anish and i actually started our own film production house correct and yeah so that's that's how i actually got in, like from comedy to acting yeah. so when you started comedy uh, did you like you don't write jokes at all even now right 
Yeah, I don't write. You don't write jokes at all. So I, never, I, I don't put pen to paper and write a joke. You, you don't like this is my structure and this is what I'm going to do and this no, is the entire no, no. sequence. So like, and most of your and but you know the joke before going on stage. Of course I do. I, unless it's a it's a open mic and I'm trying a brand new thought, then that joke is just going to fail terribly. But if if I know the entire joke structure in my head, hmm. uh, then of course yeah, I I don't have to write it down. For me, I if I say it out once, then that is the structure for the rest of my life. But did that start because you wanted like because you wanted comedy to lead you through acting? So did it start because of that? So you'll be like, no, I don't want to I don't want to like just do my jokes. I want to act my joke out. No, but then that's also that's naturally how I am also, right? I mean, if you if, if you want <laughs> yeah. to have an animated conversation with me, you'll see a lot of body movement and yeah, facial expressions and yeah. hand flailing and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what i mean that's that's what comes naturally to me like i and i i can't deliver uh, written jokes correct like i just can't it it feels like too too nice like it's it's like fucking poetry yeah like i just want to write it on paper and stick it on a wall and just observe it and smile every yeah. day <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so, too it's too it's kind of like that theater thing again which yeah, is like exactly. too uh, it's not an emotion just great lines yeah exactly and and i can't deliver them Hmm. But I'm sure I, mean, I know a lot of comics. Like for example, uh, like Kanan. Correct. His structure is you know, perfect. Right, like Krithartha in Bangalore. Right. Like I, I think he he can write very great well. lines. Yeah. Yeah, and he can yeah, he can write lines and then later also tell them on stage in the exact same way. Right. For me, it's more at that moment how I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it, it which goes, is it goes with that so. yeah but how, but like you are one of the people i think you are one of the comics because many comics most comics right uh, have at least one serious topic which they're talking about mm. like you know like something like some racism or uh, mm. feminism mm. or something right uh, but your your comedy is like very non serious like i just want to be silly and i just want to be that silly with just funny twists in my story yeah so but okay so even if you were to take my uh, indian weddings and western weddings right correct so actually the it comes from a pain point of i fucking hate indian wedding i mean it's, it's, it's <laughs> but then you can't just go on say so oh fuck i hate indian weddings okay like fuck you <laughs> because i mean they're there for a reason dude and and there's some people who really like it right no but you don't come in on stage with that self righteous thing like i'm going to open your eyes <laughs> ah, no man i i don't think anybody's opening it <laughs> people who think they're opening eyes are just fucking kidding themselves <laughs> i don't think comedy can change do, do you believe that comedy can change someone's opinion uh I mean see dude I one thing I've realized uh, or I've noticed is that a lot of people are gullible okay <laughs> there, <laughs> there are like so many people who are gullible and now uh, so if something is told with a great voice it'll be like yeah yeah that is yeah, what course. I believe in always <laughs> exactly and, and the thing is I uh, while growing up I used to kind of be a fanboy of a lot of people huh. but then I just read, later realized everyone's just doing their job okay like, like for right. example like Amitabh Bachchan's job is yeah to go and bat okay right He's a good batsman. Yeah. Now, say some Manjunath is doing great coding. Yeah, that's his job. But nobody is like, "Wow, what coding, bro?" And the joke, <laughs> right? I mean, it's so. I just everyone's just doing their job. They're doing it well. Right. And and as artists, your job is to go on stage, perform, bring out a certain emotion. And I think comedians' job is to make people laugh. If they have a message, if they have an agenda to sell, great. But. Um, Like Carlin, Richard Pryor, these guys saw life. They were in their sixties. Yeah. When they actually came and opened eyes, because they have seen so much of life, right? Yeah. But, But we are only like some twenty-five, twenty, thirty-five, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, man. Yeah, I really like. I know I haven't seen too much of life. Yeah. 
And you're like older than most comics. I don't mean to like shit on you on this podcast. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> I, I, th- I think I'm one of the oldest comics in Bangalore, apart from maybe Rajesh Hindu. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Suman, yeah, Suman is, is a couple of years older than me. But uh, but I still believe I haven't seen enough to to form strong opinions and like have fans to follow what yeah. I say and like show them the way and show them the path. Like no, I'm, I know open their eyes and all that. You no, don't want to let them close their eyes and laugh hard. <laughs> <laughs> but does that piss you off now because you see like like all of us like half like not even half age like some 10 years or 5 years younger right uh, and we are like no guys life is all about like you know this way how good man i mean see that makes me laugh because, but, but i'm not laughing at the joke i'm laughing at the comic you're like oh, just you wait <laughs> wait, wait for two more years <laughs> wait until life like shows its massive dick in your ass <laughs> wow that's such a nice visual <laughs> for all the young innocent people listening to my podcast but great so you grew up entirely in bangalore yes you grew up so how was growing up like was it like uh, was it like do were comics a lot of comics have this misconception that a lot of comics have like tough childhoods and messed up but, childhoods but but then i did have a very tough and messed up childhood unfortunately you actually had a tough childhood yeah so as soon as uh, so my, my parents are actually doing fairly well we had a uh, we we had a nice pickle business which right. was uh, which we still do have which is perfect for an alcoholic like you also yeah, yeah side dish <laughs> very good <laughs> so uh, the thing is just after i was born like from uh, 2 3 years after i was born the uh, we we launched our pickles in a on a massive scale we were the first pickles to be in a pet bottle and we had full page ads and all that and things went south like overnight and then we had to file for bankruptcy and the loan sharks came to kind of confiscate the stuff in the factory and, and all that so we actually ran out from the back door and we were And when I say we were on the footpath, I mean literally because my mom put out a bedsheet on a footpath, and my sister, dad, I mean my sister and I were on the sitting on that, and my dad and my mom were like pacing around, wondering what to do. When a known person who kind of has a a temple came, uh, and then told my mom that why don't you take up this? I have a spare room in the temple. Uh, why don't you guys start making pickles out of there? And then so we lived in that in that spare room while making pickles there for for quite some time. And then now, yeah, like uh, uh, by the time I turned thirty, my sister and I actually bought that space out, and now we own that space where wow, we started. So the yeah. same factory that you were once, you know, like yeah, th- that, that kind of thrown out of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So both, like both of you, that means like worked your asses off to get to that point. Yeah, we did, we did. And and the thing is, like like my mom as a kid, she would walk like about eleven and a half, twelve kilometers. so that she could save that 1 rupee 50 paisa for the she had to change two buses right which is 1 rupee 50 paisa then so she would actually save that so she could give it to us yeah to my to my sister and me uh, so wow. that we could like use it to buy a chocolate or whatever and and my sister and I in turn would save that by walking huh. so that we could save off all those 50 50 50 paisas and make it like two bucks and wow. once in four days get to eat a candy or a lolly or whatever That is some tough childhood, man. Yeah, yeah, it was. I never knew what because yeah. you look like a happy dude. Like no, you're all happy. The, the thing is, so and, and my dad was uh, is is an alcoholic, and he's uh, right. he really used to abuse us physically. Like he would he would hit us. Like we would bounce off walls, and my, my he's chopped off my sister's hair. He's given her black oh eyes. Oh my god! And the thing is, even now, every day when we meet, uh, every time we meet, we we talk about. Daddy, you remember like how when you hit me, I had a black eye, and I had to go to school, and say window was open, and I walked into it. <laughs> <laughs> and all of us are laughing about it. And my sister like, oh, shut up! You remember the time you cu- you cut my hair? Like uh, then I had to my ask my friend to cut other side also, and it's it's just that. And he doesn't mind. He doesn't mind uh, you guys like breaking his balls or that. 
No, we all just laugh about it. Like, <laughs> in fact, we 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 pull my mother's leg because she once tried to commit suicide. <laughs> oh wow! Because my dad was hitting my sister, and my mom was like, "If you don't know, don't stop hitting her, I'm going to drink bagon." And she drank bagon. <laughs> and my sister and I like ma, and she immediately spat it out. Okay, like in the in the sink. Yeah. And some of it fell on that the the knob of the tap. Yeah, yeah. And then all of us went back to sleep, and suddenly half an hour later, my dad is screaming again. So we're like, now what is he screaming about? We go there, and he's like, next time if anybody is committing suicide, do that, but make sure you wipe the knob of the tap. Wow, <laughs> that's such a funny sad story. <laughs> no, I know, but it's hilarious. The thing is, no, but you, you can't go on stage randomly be like, so my mother tried to commit suicide. <laughs> People will be like, they'll be crying and all that. So, <laughs> and then you have to open their eyes and be like, hey, don't cry. <laughs> and said, for my next joke, I'm going to talk about Antakshiri. <laughs> <laughs> that's so messed up man so you, like i think by the time you were 30 like you were by the time you were 30 you and your sister like went and you know got that factory back which once went away yeah no so so we we bought no no so the the same land in that in the temple thing Correct. No? we right, that right, right. room so we uh, bought that and then then my sister and i went on to buy houses wow for, uh, so so my mom and dad now stay in a house so that how did you guys i bought Right, awesome. So, how did you guys pick yourself up from that position to come to that place? Just slumming it every day, dude. I mean, like every day. Uh, my my parents slummed it out like uh, throughout our childhood. Uh, then we opened a shop uh, in in a garage in in a house that we were staying in then. Right. Uh, which had a garage, and they asked us to pay for it. We're like, we don't even have a vehicle. Like, right. we don't want the garage. They're like, no, it comes with the house. So we're like, okay, fine. We'll open a pickle shop. And then who runs the pickle shop? So my sister and I would finish school, come and open the shop. You know, like typical so you take childhood, like where we had to finish school, come open shop and sit like a shopkeeper until like <laughs> oh until God. parents come back at nine and then have dinner. So it was just run by you and your sister at that time. Yeah, that is a that is some difficult ass childhood, dude. It's good childhood, but actually, like you would have learned so much of shit, right? Like, no, of course, yeah. So I mean, that that's what helped. So I actually didn't even do an MBA, but I think I knew enough about sales and marketing by then hmm. to kind of land. You know, the, my first job I was an assistant manager. Wow, like a like, direct like, job. Yeah, direct. So I, I didn't start as a marketing like an intern, like yeah. a marketing intern. No, so first job, I could I I could land an assistant manager, purely because I was fucking selling from the age of three, dude. So when three you went to that interview, you were like already experienced. Yeah, of course. So <laughs> no, I, actually, we've been selling like I have been selling pickles since the age of four. I wow. used to sing that there was a song that Mumbai se aaya mera dost, dost ko salam karo. So that. I used to hold the pickle bottle and and sing at exhibitions with oh my sister. Oh my god! Really? Yeah. I I never knew this. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to go to the exhibitions and sing this song, and people used to be like, "Ha, oh, nice boy, we'll buy one pickle." Yeah, so it's marketing. So we'd stand in front of our stall and we would sing these songs. Shit! So it's just <laughs> you and your sister. Yeah. And you take like all the money that you earn and let's give it to your parents. No, no, my parents are inside the stall, dude. I'm okay, so you so, were like so part we, of the selling process. Uh, yeah, we were we were the the two child child labor. <laughs> So it's kind of like that Pardesi joke that you do. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that, that's me. <laughs> oh shit! I never knew it was autobiographical. <laughs> wow, that's really insane. So then, uh, I think you. Uh, so where did you quit your job? So then, after you just kept working in marketing, is it? Yeah, I worked in marketing for eleven years. I started off in uh, actually started off in a call center, then quickly moved to. Uh, I mean that that was six months because I'd done some shit in college and I had to repay somebody real fast. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm very excited to know what this shit is, but you can take it off the podcast. Yes. <laughs> so I had to pay someone back real fast. So I worked in a call center for six months, quit that and joined a diamond jewelry company. Right. As an assistant manager, from there I moved into uh, hospitality, which is Club Mahindra. Okay. Worked there uh, for about a year and a half. Then from there I moved to lifestyle, the stores. Right. I was working there as a brand manager. Then moved to Arvind, 
uh, I was uh, in charge of one format of their stores for marketing. Right. So they had the small format and then they opened the larger format and because I was already with Lifestyle doing large format stores, I moved there. Correct. Worked there, then jumped to lingerie. Right. Did lingerie, then again, Arvind wanted me back. Right. But you were like, no, I don't want to do it. I went back there, worked for a year and then I was like, oh man, it's, it's just... It's just changing your workstation. The work is just the same. Yeah. So what is a part of corporate life that you hated? You know, I, I actually really liked my job because uh, I, I was in charge of events, mm. uh, doing a lot of promotions, trying to draw footfalls to stores and stuff like that. Right. So you're singing that song again. <laughs> ha, yeah, I'll make others sing it though. <laughs> I'm like, fuck a dude. Like, hey, intern, come here. Come like, sir, I want to make a PPT. Come sing a song again. <laughs> So, so it, yeah, it was good fun. I, I really like my job, but after a while, you know, th- there is a point when, when you're working somewhere, you you think you know better than your than the CEO also. No, you <laughs> like you'll be like, oh, but I don't know why he's not introducing like women's wear, bro. Like it's so, and then you know that he's he's running this business for a very long time and he knows yeah. what he wants to do. Yeah, and maybe th- this is not what you want to do because if you think you know better than him, then you better go and start your own thing. All oh, right. So then I thought, okay, if I want to do my own thing. What do I think I know something about? Correct. And I was like, oh yeah, I know like filmmaking and all. Joined and I realized I know shit about filmmaking. Right. That I think is that the point where you met uh, Anish from exactly. and someone noticed you wanted dogs. Yeah. So then it all fell into like one particular good time, right? Yes, it did. So like you want to leave your job and then you got like this. Uh, someone noticed you performing on stage and then say like, hey, why don't you just make films? Correct. So it all came in at the right time. Yeah. Wow. That's a very interesting story. But you, I think, yeah, because I know that you do not have an alcohol problem. <laughs> Like I don't I think have a problem at all. You don't have an alcohol <laughs> problem, I think. Because alcohol problem, like how do you define a problem? Like an alcohol problem. See, problem is when you don't like it. Like yeah, when you're like, shit, I don't like this, but I still have to do it. Yeah, no, I enjoy it. Like I, <laughs> you're no, an enthusiast. No, exactly. Because I, I think that's one of my earliest memories. When I saw my dad drinking, I was yeah. like, I want to grow up and do this. <laughs> like the drinking but not also like wife, <laughs> kid and all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's such a great thing to do. Like, wh- you can just like drink. I didn't even know what what would happen if you if you drank, but I just wanted to drink that colored drink. And then, yeah, I think I started drinking at the age of, age of like what, 15, 9 standard. Oh, thank God, dude. I thought you were going to say like some six or something. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, no that no. would have been some. No, 9 standard. I used to like steal alcohol from my dad's bottle. Wow. But 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 you're still like a very functional human being. Like you're not like some dysfunctional. Like morning, I need to wake up. Like I need to go oh, no, and no, get. No, no. I, I, in fact, I... See, after 6.30 is when I'd like to d- have yeah. my drink. Yeah. Evening. Yeah. Because I otherwise don't know what to do in the evenings. <laughs> oh, right. Right. See, yeah. I'm so used to working from 9 to 6, 6.30. Correct. And then after that, now because I'm not working in the mornings also, I'm, yeah. I'm like, shit, like, like uh, is it okay to drink at 6.30? Okay, let's drink at 7. <laughs> <don't know>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reward. <laughs> <laughs> but is it harder now? Because now I know that you're you're working on your film, right? Yeah. If I can say that on my yes, podcast. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, so I'm you're working on your film and now I think it, there's, a, there's a, I mean, I think part of the writing the film is a long process of wait just to hear back from uh, people and for you to pitch your idea, right? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. So now how do you use this time? Like, how do you... Okay, so now what I'm doing is, uh, I'm actually, it's like this, right? Say, uh, before you could take up comedy, you probably did not know any comedian. Correct. Now that you're doing comedy, you, you just know so many comedians, right? Correct. Correct. Uh, so, similarly for me, before I could get into this field, I didn't know people, but now I just know so many filmmakers who are at some phase of... Making a film. Of making a film. It can be writing, it can be pre-production, it can be production. Correct. So, I've, I've kind of like reached out to these guys and two, three of them are using me uh, for... 
to to fill a gap that they have okay so okay. one guy wants me once again as a project head one more right. guy wants to <laughs> help help me with dialogues <laughs> right uh, so, i mean wants me to help him with dialogues and stuff like that so so you still find time like to work on films what are other people's films yeah because i i actually right now my job for my own film is to wait for like five and a half months wow that's what the producer said he said like wait for five and a half months and then we'll start but then he's a the person i want to work with okay, so, so you might as well that's worth the wait yeah unless in five and a half months time life just decides to take its own turn and he's like sorry bro move <laughs> on and then i'm like yeah i'll again have to start again yeah, from the scratch but that's all that's has have you is this the first film that you're writing my own yes this is the first year of, and how so after how many years of when did you want to become an actor like uh, i wanted to become what uh, when would when did sharabi come i don't know when i was maybe i'm six seven eight So that so that's like after some 30 years after 30 years yeah after 30 years after but 30. at what point you know that you knew that you're definitely going to make a film one day uh about 3 years back yeah I, so what like if you don't mind me asking what is this point in like you it inspired you like now i've got to write a film uh okay so the thing is i it took me a while to realize that there are like to come to terms the fact that there are million other vamshis out there right uh, and there is no reason for anybody to write a role for vamshi <laughs> yeah i can't expect that yeah like i can't <laughs> be like okay one day rupan wants to make a film and he will cast me only as hero yeah now in rupan's head the hero might be like 6 foot 8 and yeah. broad shouldered and vamshi is hard, hardly 6 and thin yeah so maybe i, I won't even fit into that uh, traditional hero hmm. role and all that Correct. right and i can't be like people will think i'm nawazuddin of bangalore and like right no nobody's going to think anything about i'm not on anyone's mind at all yeah the only person whose mind i am on is me correct so if if anybody is going to cast me it better be me right so even now you prefer acting more than like making a film uh so right now no the, the thing is now i i just like anything to do with filmmaking it's it's it's, okay. it's a great world dude Right. Like for me, I love being on set. I like even if Shumal, I'm one of those guys shooting is happening. We'll go there, scratch, sit there, and start shooting. Ah, <laughs> like I'm one of those guys. We'll just stand there looking at that fucking. I I I just love I I love how a set works. Right. So you'll do like anything to just be part of any film. Oh, uh, not not any film. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you will say no to some. To a lot of them. Okay. Right. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah, but if, if it's a. If there's a guy who's doing it for the right reasons and he believes in the story and and I find the story interesting, I would love to be a part of it. But the way you got into it is because you know, like people are not going to give me a role, so I might as well make my make myself a role. Yeah, that's a very good thing. So it's not like it's as opposed to like a lot of people do this everywhere, like in corporates and like comedy and acting. Like just they have to just wait for me because I, I, I'm sure there's like one particular show that's just there for me or one particular role in my company that's just there for me. No, I don't no, it's not. I mean, if it happens good for you dude i mean but i can't wait i'm i'm 38 <laughs> how much longer will i wait so it's i i'd better write something for myself okay so so is it is it because you've done comedy and you've done theater and you're on acting so which like is uh, acting in film much harder than comedy uh not really man um it's not it's it, it's just about you getting used to the camera i mean initially when somebody comes and sticks a camera in your face you try to do acting <laughs> right which you know eyebrows go up and your eyes kind of smolder and right. <laughs> everybody is trying to be that one actor but oh, so yeah. i mean that's that, that's the initial part of it then you kind of get over it and once you're comfortable with then you then you understand it's just about being the character and end of the day film is director's medium it's not an actor's medium right it's what the director 
So you got to just sure. make compromises. So so that's uh, the director chooses what he wants, how he wants it. And you might not even know what he's shooting. Correct. Like he, if he's from far off, he's shooting and you're like giving some great performance but maybe he's just concentrating on your hands moving about and everything else is out of focus. You don't even know that, right? I I'm, I'm just saying. So it's and not the film is director's medium, acting per se is always theater. Theater is is a is an actor's medium. Correct. Right? And uh but theater just doesn't pay. Theater right. doesn't pay like maybe maybe you get about 1500 2000 bucks at the end of you know, slogging like doing rehearsals yeah plus you had to show up for a, like two months for rehearsals yeah you you do all that and then you go put out a play that say 100 people come and watch yeah uh, now that 100 people's uh, ticket price is just enough to pay off the auditorium so you not even made a rupee the problem that's such a tough life too <laughs> yeah so so the, so theater is, is is just is extremely poor i mean you i i i can't survive on theater now that i'm also married i i correct i can't tell my wife okay why don't you go and slog and i will just be this passionate guy who walks around in hawaii chappal and kurta you know correct correct which brings me to just one last question okay so you got married about one year ago no five 5 months ago 5 months ago five, so early early this year yeah feb feb 26 Yeah but you got you got married like we don't mind don't feel bad but you no. got married like late in life right Yeah I got married at the age of 38 yeah At 38 was it like hard when you got married at 38 or did it become like easier like the whole concept of marriage to understand Uh no man so the thing is uh of course I've been in like so, so many relationships and all that Correct but I never want I actually never wanted to get married like I never wanted to get married You just thought something is not needed Yeah I was like no like what's the point like why because I I for sure knew at a very young age that I will not have kids Like right. th- th- because I don't want to not because I'm infertile and something. <laughs> just saying, I'm like I do not want kids. I do not want to add to the problem that already exists, which is population. Which is population, and right. that's why I also don't own a vehicle. So right. I I sold off my bike. I sold my car because I'm like I'm adding to this problem called traffic. I don't want to be the guy sitting in a car in traffic saying you're not pushed on traffic. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be drunk sitting in a cab. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, correct. So yeah, so but then when I when I met my wife, correct, uh, my now wife. Like on day three of meeting her, so I met her. I took her home, as in I was living uh, in Indra Nagar. I took her home. She stayed over. I made her stay over the next day, and the next day also. And by day three, I just knew I'm going to be living the rest of my life with her. I just knew it. Or oh, you just kept telling her like, "Don't leave today. Just you know, stay, yeah, stay back. Just stay back. Stay back. Wow. Because she had come down from Chennai to actually uh, stay in a friend's place, and nobody right. was at the friend's place, and she was going to stay there alone. I just happened to meet her, got her home. She stayed over the night. Then the next day she was like, "Okay, I'll leave." I'm like, "No, why? I mean, anyway, you want to live alone there? Live alone here with me?" <laughs> wow, that <laughs> is then, like the. Yeah, and then the next day also, and then after day three, I'm like, I just want to live with her for the rest of my life. And then I, I just knew on day three that she's the one. And then correct. It it was just natural progression. It's like, okay, shall we make this legal? Oh yeah, let's make this legal. Okay, fine. <laughs> so, but but you still like had a was it like a tough time because now your parents, your parents, I'm sure everyone gave you shit for a long time, right? Yeah. They're like when the hell are you going to get married? Yeah. Right. So how did you get through all of that? Nothing, man. Just ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> just ah, 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 like work. Ah. <laughs> and then after some time, they're all saying, ah, "Okay, my son is not going to get married." Actually, my mom and dad told everybody that I'm not going to get married. He has decided to remain like that. Yeah. So, like about, I think once I turned 32 or 33, they told everyone that, "Yeah, yeah, Vamshi said he's not going to get married, and we have made peace with it." So suddenly, when I went That's with her, like they were like, "Oh, wow, let's let's do this." So they were also like, well, they were also like supportive. Of course, yeah. They were like supportive, I think. But that means my parents are extremely. Cool. I'm I'm blessed to have them as parents, but yeah, like they've they've really like struggled hard. 
we've actually come up uh, you know like uh, if you take four average friends correct and put them in a situation and then they all grow up right yeah you they become a family but you know they're, they're still friends kind of a thing yeah yeah i'm just I mean, they're like extremely close because you all went through the same hardships. Not like one person went through a different hardship. No, we all like all of you saw the same shit same in life and together. And all of us were doing it simultaneously. It's not like uh, one person was like selfish, like listen, I'm going, I'm getting past this. Yeah. You all do whatever you yeah. want. It's it's not it's not even like the, okay, the kids need not suffer. Only the parents. It is not that. All of us had to suffer at the same time. Right. So no one was spared. Yeah. No. And so all of us came out strong in their own ways. Like my sister, I believe, is one of the strongest. females i know my mom is extremely strong my dad is extremely drunk so <laughs> <laughs> i never knew this podcast got to be so much about family but it's a very positive uh, podcast towards the end uh, once again bograj thank you so much for being on my podcast thanks man rupin uh, if you want to follow wamsi's work uh, wamsi has a couple of stand up videos on youtube yes and uh, so, uh, the film that wamsi wrote uh, humble politician not wrote the, he wrote the dialogues i did the wrote, dialogues i wrote the dialogues scenes. Yeah. and a few scenes and acted in and who was and i also wrote one song i mean uh, along with uh, the others did uh, you do you wrote a song did the you? problem song i was one of the lyricists <laughs> that is so insane yeah. so was it the first song that you wrote like in my life yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's very interesting so you can see bumsy's uh, song is dialogues and is acting on humble politician nagraj which is which on is, amazon prime which is on amazon prime right yes and uh, i also have a page which has like insane following i think i have 200 followers <laughs> Uh, now that you are listening to Rupin's podcast i know it will go up by 1 yes 201 <laughs> thank you so much rupin thanks for having me man you're welcome thank you so much for listening to this we'll be back next week with another episode cheers 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 <laughs> okay